And welcome back to Arts on Fire. Again, Jason Sample in the studio with you. And joining us via telephone is a performer who will be in Jamestown at the end of this month. Deirdre Flint is going to be in Jamestown to perform on Rolling Hills Radio with Ken Hardley. She'll be performing along with Gordon Munding. And she is joining us via telephone right now to give us a preview of the show that is going to be coming up on Monday, December 30th. With that being said, Deirdre, thanks for taking time out and talking with us today. Thank you. Greetings from six hours below you. Whereabouts? Here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, is it always sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> not today, Jason. <laughs> not today. Well, uh, we do appreciate you taking time out and talking with us. You are uh, from Philadelphia, and you have a very unique style of uh, singing and songwriting that you bring to the table, and people are excited. I know Ken's excited to have you coming to Jamestown to perform on Rolling Hills Radio, and we wanted to talk with you a little bit about your music style as well as uh, some, some projects you're involved with and what we can expect when you come to Jamestown. So maybe a good place to begin with is just a little bit about yourself. How long have you been uh, performing and playing music um, and, and, I, I guess I, I should also ask, I know you incorporated a certain sense of, uh, humor into your songs or a lot of them anyway. Is that something you've always been doing? Well, the thing about it is, is that almost all of my songs are humorous. Um, and, um, fortunately that's intentional, <laughs> but I started, uh, I'm an elementary school teacher by trade. And so I noticed that my first group of fifth graders, uh, believe it or not, liked to sing. And so uh, I bought a guitar over the summer and learned, you know, those those three masterful chords that you can actually play almost any song poorly with. And I started writing, you know, funny American history songs and math songs and things like that so they could retain uh, the knowledge because, of course, anything set to music, uh, you remember, even if you don't want to. Um, but uh, it, And that led me to uh, writing songs for adults, not adult themes, you know what I mean? Right. I don't write risque, I, but, you know, for adults. And that just kind of, it just one thing led to another. And so uh, I'm mainly a comedic folk artist and that's why i'm so excited to be coming to jamestown because it seems like uh it's almost as if you have uh the nation's comedy capital of the world there <laughs> yeah we do we have the national comedy center so it is the center of comedy and not only the nation but the universe and uh <laughs> Yeah, that's what. I'll... As far as you know. Yeah, as far as far as I know, anyway. But that's that's interesting. Then that that you're a, a school teacher who obviously cared enough about educating your students that you wanted to make sure that um, what you were teaching them could be retained. And, and as you noted, music is really the best way to do that. Did you notice an, an immediate change in in grades and and the uh, number of students who were performing better as a result of incorporating this way of uh, teaching your lessons um, in, into the classroom? No, because I went from, so then I only worked there for two years, and I went back oh, to school right. to get my master's in education, and then I worked two more years in elementary school, and then I quit to become, well, actually, I moved to Korea um, for a year and a half, taught college English there, and saved up money for my first CD, and ever since then, I have been substitute teaching. Um, which is why I'm really excited to be talking to you today because I got to take off today. <laughs> um, but I do uh, actually, I continue to write curriculum, uh, music curriculum, and, uh, 
you know, for geography and things like that and uh, teach uh, the kids the songs. And I have to say, you know, when you put things to music, people remember it, you know? Yeah, I still uh, can recall a lot of the the verses from Schoolhouse Rock programming from my childhood. It's pretty much the only history that, I mean, everybody from our jet or Just an old I bill from Capitol Hill, right? Right, and, and the preamble, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody knows what a noun is. You know. Good stuff. So, so again, we're talking with uh, Deirdre Flint. She's coming to Jamestown on December 30th for Rolling Hills Radio with uh, Ken Hartley. So, so as you noted, you, you've sort of uh, got away from, from teaching in the classroom. However, uh, music hasn't gotten away from you. You're still doing the music thing, and, and that is something you continue to do, incorporating humor into your songs. And, and you're involved with some products. I know that you also have some, some solo stuff, too. Do you pretty much uh, bring uh, your songs to the table with, with this group that you're a part of, the Four Bitchin' Babes? Yes, it's fabulous. I have been in the band since 2005, but I think the the band is coming up, I don't know, 27 or 28 years. And it was started um, partially by somebody that's actually been on Rolling Hills Radio and uh, people in Jamestown know very well, Christine Lavin. Mm-hmm. And she started uh, the band uh, together with Sally Fingerette and... Uh, at the time, there was Julie Gold. You know, she's the one that wrote From a Distance. And there's been lots of, you know, women that have come in and out of it, um, you know, because uh, it's it's fluid that way. It's great, you know. People want to do a solo career or maybe they need time for their family. And so we're four women. And uh, we go around singing about things that are important to women and men, but, you know, the older we get, you know, sometimes we'll slip a song in there about aging and weight gain and hot flashes and the things that we experience, and uh, um, it's it's a terrific time, and uh, touring with these three ladies has been one of the best things uh, in my life. I've just loved it so much. So that's the four bitchin' babes, and I don't know, there must be ten albums yeah. Right on. Yeah, I saw some of your stuff on YouTube, as a matter of fact, some uh, some songs that were recorded live, as well as the album that is uh, featured on there. And you said there's, what, 10 albums now all together? So quite a, a, a large discography of music people can, can pull from. How yeah. many how many of the songs uh, do you do you write and compose? Is it, is it a group effort with the Four Bitchin' Babes, where you all bring uh, certain songs to the table, or is there one primary songwriter who likes to bring the material to the rest of the group? I think that there was only one song that we wrote in conjunction. Um, the rest of it, um, we write our own songs, and then we um, and then we um, you know bring it to the table. You know, maybe we'll take a week during the year to have a girl's sleepover for a few days and, you know, we'll look at the songs we've written and see which ones would be best to perform on stage. Um, but also now, since the band uh, has, you know, so much to choose from, we also like to cover some of the more popular songs um, that have been uh, written and sung by other babes in the past. So, for example, Christine Lavin is now touring with us. But when she wasn't, I would sing her song. I would cover her song, Bald-Headed Men, because that's um, that's an audience favorite. So we pay homage to, you know, babes that have been in the band in the past by covering their stuff. But for the most part, we all write our own songs. 
And then when you when you write when you specifically write your songs, you mentioned earlier that you know you obviously try to uh, go with what you know, right? I mean, uh, you're talking about experiences and whatnot. <laughs> the one humorous song that I saw online that I that I listened to and really liked was the one about Facebook, about how you know everybody's lives oh, seem to be yeah. so much greater <laughs> on Facebook. That, that that was one that that's an original song by you, right? That is. And it's all true. It's, well, not true. It's very not relatable, true. My, though, too. My ex-boyfriend yeah. didn't, didn't um, <laughs> summit K2. But, <laughs> yes, it's it's all about how uh, you, you know, in the years before Facebook, who, who would have ever thought that you would know, like, every small detail about uh, some kid in fourth grade, like, what she, you know, what she ate at the Cheesecake Factory last night. And now that's, you know, what you check every morning. It's strange. It is. And it needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because obviously not only are you forced or, or somewhat compelled to compare yourself and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to what others are doing, but also you get, you know, down the, the, the political rabbit hole. And then one thing leads to another. And before you know it, you're spending two and a half, three hours arguing with somebody you may have known four years ago from college or 10 years ago in college about an issue that really has no bearing on your direct lives, either of you, and yet you have to stick to your point. So it's... This it's, is true, yeah. although you tend to just keep the friends that... <laughs> think exactly like you so you're actually arguing pro right. or whatever with people that think exactly like you it's it is very very interesting right on well what are some of the other uh, subjects that, that you've liked to write about or that you have written about that have gone over very well with the audience and will we well, hear any of those songs uh and yes. on monday oh yes jason something that i know a lot about i will be singing my song about the history of cheese. So this is a song about cheese, and it's an audience participation song. Nice. I'll describe the cheese, and they have to um, they have to yell it out. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, you know uh, Chautauqua County, where uh, Jamestown is is at here in New York State, was the cheese capital of New York State at one point. Well, way, first, way back in the 1840s. First you want to be 40s. the furniture capital of the world, and now you commandeer cheese. And I don't, don't know. It and also comedy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we wear well, many God, hats. I'll have to do some cheese touring while I'm up there. <laughs> right on. Uh, again, we're talking with uh, Deirdre Flint here on Arts on Fire, talking about her upcoming appearance. Uh, uh, you really do have a, a great sense of humor. Do you, are you going to have any new songs? or um, are you going to? Yes, there's one song that um, hasn't been recorded yet. And um, this is a song that I wrote because, uh, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, Loudon Wainwright. I went to a talk of his, and he said that you should try to tap into many emotions in your audience, not just one. And, of course, I'm always trying to, you know, have the humorous and lighthearted. So I wanted to write a song that would inspire people to feel anger and outrage. So I wrote a song called The Spoiler Song. And basically, the song gives away all the twist endings of um, great books of literature and also movies for those people who are engineers and don't read. <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, that is the spoiler song. Yes. Are you going to? Well, I just went to see the. Uh, I'm a little punchy this morning because I went and saw Star Wars last night for its premiere, 
and and that had some major spoilers in it. So um, um yeah. I'm gonna have to go because right. I I do update it. At this point, know. everyone knows that uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. So you know. Oh, that's in there. That's <laughs> <Nice>. in there. <laughs> I had that one, um, but yeah, like I updated it for Game of Thrones, oh. you know, and I updated it for, oh, back when Twilight was really big. Sure. You know, so. Good stuff. Uh, it's yeah, going to be so great. It's guaranteed to anger, you know, at least half the audience. I can imagine. We'll uh, make sure that you'll have security at the front of the stage to avoid anyone uh, creating any type of a spectacle or causing any type of harm, hopefully. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, if they do um, expect to be outraged, don't throw tomatoes, throw cheese. <laughs> don't throw tomato, throw cheese. That is some great advice, sound advice. <laughs> well, Deirdre, I'm just about out of time here. I do want to... Um, give you an opportunity to let people know if they want to learn more about you and your music or where they can find some of the uh, albums from the four bitchin babes um how can they find out more about you online what's the best place to go sure so it's uh four babes.com and uh obviously our music is for sale and you know all the typical ways and uh i'm deirdreflint.net uh and that will the four bitchin babes will list our upcoming shows and uh yeah i just want to say i'm uh, really excited to um be coming up there and uh i think it the co-bill uh is with uh gordon oh i forget his last gordon name Mundy. but he's yep yes he's a steel guitar player and he does um you know the bottle the slide guitar. Right. And so I think it's going to be a really great combination because uh, we're two, we're two, we're really different in our genres, but I, I think it's a great combination. Right on. Looking forward to it. Of course, uh, Jamestown is looking forward to having you here. We'll try to make sure the weather cooperates, but uh, from one northeaster to another, I'm sure you can uh, handle whatever we dish out, even though um, you're more used to the uh, the nor'easters that blow in off the Atlantic into the uh, Philadelphia area, whereas we get the lake effect snow from uh, Lake Erie. It's it's all cold weather. It's all miserable weather, but we've learned to deal with it, and hopefully you have as well. And yeah, we'll I'll try put to... my chains on the tires. Right on, right on. Uh, Deirdre, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much Thank again. You, uh, Deirdre Flint, Rolling Hills Radio, Monday night on December the 30th, along with Gordon Mundy, and of course, hosted by the one and only Ken Hardley. Uh, tickets are available at rollinghillsradio.org. Deirdre, thank you so much for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. Thank you. Again, you're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA. Jason Sample in the studio with you. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy returns to the stage of the Reginald A. Center for the Arts on Saturday night, December 21st. It marks their return to the stage. Uh, the last time they were here was in the fall of 2016, so just a little over three years ago. We had the chance to talk with a member of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy the last time they were in town, we're going to play for you that interview that we did with them right after this song from BBVD. You're listening to Arts on Fire right here on WRFA.